welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Let's get it. Welcome everybody to the Built Different Podcast. This is the second, the second edition of High and Inside. I'm your host, Thomas Saxby. I'm joined with my co-host. We got Ricky Mickey the second. What up, dog? We got Wolfie. Yo. And we got Not So White Chris. So, Chris, why don't you lead us off, man? What's on your mind? What's up, man? Yeah, I'm just going to say that the Braves, crazy signing last night. Michael Harris, five years, 72 mil guaranteed. They got seven Get your paper, young man. Seven players locked up through 2027. Kind of crazy. You know, Austin Riley was a few weeks ago. They're just building up team from the bottom. They just got to take care of Dansby. That's it. They, uh, the Braves are really uh, they're doing their thing. Yo, Wolfie, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? I don't know if you saw the news, but the Mets just brought up Brett Brady. And not only did he just get a home run in his first at bat, but they're winning the game 4-1 to one right now against the Braves. Everybody was talking smack. I know, Chris, you just said something about the Braves. Guess what? The Mets are coming. We're making moves. Steve Cohen knows how to press the right buttons. And the season isn't over. The Mets, we got this division. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yo. What's... <laughs> I mean, yo. I'm just coming in with a hot take right away. You know, I ain't. I'm not. I'm Fair spitting enough, facts. I, you know, the Mets. Yeah, I might have have a nice word to say about them. Wait, 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 wait. About to do it aren't now. The Braves. Aren't the Braves within four after losing tonight? I mean, they were. With, they've been in within four for the last four months. I mean, we just got a guy that just changed our division. We just got Jacob DeGrom back in the rotation. Yeah, well, it's getting a little... The squeeze is coming, man, because, you know, Taiwan went down. Cookie is down. Escobar is down. Luis is down. I'm like, yo, this past week has not been kind to you, sir. Apparently, though, Walker, good news. He did say it's only maybe just for one game, if even that. He said he might not even miss a start. Cookie's going to hurt us a little bit. Beatty to replace uh, Galorme and Escobar. That's a huge upgrade, but, you know, oh, like, yeah. we, we still, you know, with DeGrom coming back, Scherzer it, on the mound, I'm, I'm not too worried. I like Trevor Williams, too. If he gets any uh, spot starts, he's, you know, he's pretty money. <laughs> yeah. We got to get out there. Plus, we mm-hmm. never lost David Peterson, and we still, mm-hmm. and, and McGill comes like back next week. So, you know what? The falling of the New York teams, mm-hmm. mid-August. <laughs> Yo, you notice how I cut You're my s- intro to, to what up, though? Because I wasn't trying to say nothing about my team. And yep. Ricky, what's you on go. your mind, though, man? What's what's on the top of your mind, man? What's on what's my up? mind is I need to start buying, like, like blood pressure medicine. This team is... <laughs> fuck, man. I don't even want to talk about them, man. I try to just get my little head nod and... I didn't even want to talk about the Yankees, man. Clay Holmes now. I'm like, Giancarlo's coming back, but I don't know what he's going to look like. Um, Judge is like, this is beyond carrying this right now. Like, it's like, it's like a Santa sleigh of just injured motherfuckers. And he got the sack <laughs> over his back. He's literally carrying right now. <laughs> Sack over his back. Aaron Boone and Cashman and Rudolph. 
Yo, Jeez. don't don't add to the act. But it listen, <laughs> listen. I just want to say though, um, you know, last episode we talked about the Orioles a lot, right? I think we I think we can admit we talked about the Orioles on many different occasions. Mm. So I kind of want to open like with a real crazy thought, like. <laughs> I really feel like Baltimore should be investigated. Now, hold on. Oh, what? Hear me out. What? Hear me what is coming in? What is hear me this? out, hear me out, hear me out. So, oh, like, I know you guys, like, do you guys remember, remember, remember when Mark Trumbo yeah. hit 47 home runs? Okay, right? yeah. You guys probably Mark? don't. No, I do. Wow. I do. That's Ready? a name I haven't so heard now, since 1842. Right now, remember this? Remember, okay. Remember that. Remember that. Now, I want you guys to remember that Nelson Cruz literally, literally revitalized his entire career with Baltimore. Okay? Now, I, I got I something see else. See going. Ty Wigington was an all-star for the Royals. Jesus. And honestly, Get guys, to your you guys point, sir. Orioles legend. No, 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 no. I like where this is going. You guys should take it from Orioles legend Vladimir Guerrero. He retired there. Oh my gosh. I'm just saying, I just hit you guys with as many irrelevant Orioles facts that I could. I brought up like, Brady. I feel like they're serving some of that, that you know out there in Baltimore. I brought up Brady. Because this is getting crazy. They're I brought still up winning. Brady Anderson last week. I'm just saying. Dude, when I'm there's smoke, the there's fire. Third wild card spot. Oh, oh man. Dude, they're still winning games. Robot umps? Robot umps. Robot umps? I, I, thought about, I thought about that all day. <laughs> when when I saw that topic. Yo, yo Chris, why don't, why don't you tell us what you think? You're trying to put us on the spot. Let's put you on the spot. That's a good question. <laughs> you, see, you see these robots <laughs> in Westworld, right? And they're able to just create these worlds. <laughs> But then, meanwhile, you have Angel oh. Hernandez just blowing calls. Did we even have a chance? Uh, oh, Westworld, shit, I'm tearing. You snuck in that, that Westworld joint, son. I'm trying that so That shit got me crying. That's a... Oh. And then no, 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 for real was... though, for real. <laughs> no, I, I was hoping that we could have just kept kept my laughter in, but oh my god, this is definitely the bloopers. This is absolutely we, the we bloopers. Could just, we could just cut it. We could just cut. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Sorry oh, about the guys' man. laughter break. Oh, Jesus, man. that was a good one. But yeah, so God. my take on the robot umps, you know what? As good as it would be to have perfection in the game, you're never going to have that. It's a game, it's a human element with human players, batters, coaches, teams, everything. You know what? Strikes and balls, they might be on the fine line. Who's to say it's a ball or strike? Are they really going to be that precise? No. Just leave it the way it is. Have the guys behind the plate. Have the guys behind the bases. Just call it the way it is. You know, I actually like the managers arguing even if it turn, turns into nothing. Just keep it the way it is. Let's not add more robots to it. It's just, this is baseball. This isn't, you know, MLB the show. This isn't what we're doing, you know. We have enough with, like, the idea of a pitch clock coming in. 
that's enough robots for me. We don't we don't need, you know, some guy with a microphone behind the plate saying, Ball one, strike two, you know, all that. That's 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 BS in my opinion. We need a straight up guy behind the plate. We need better guys behind the plate. That's no excuse to not have an upgrade. But no, we don't need robot umpires behind the plate. We don't need Andrew Hernandez behind the plate, but we don't need like C three PO behind the plate either. Like this is it's still baseball. You know, you wouldn't have it with basketball or football. You're not having it with baseball. Just it's just call it the way it is. Call it the way it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure, yo. What's up, Ricky? What do you what do you think? Um he this is my pastor. Like I'm at his church. I absolutely agree. Hallelujah. Like, yes, okay. I agree. Um and another um thing, I'm I'm not for taking jobs away from people. You know, they come up, they do it at a, a high school level, the Pee Wee level, Little League, and they work their ass off to get to that point. You know what I mean? The the worst umpires in the major league are like some of the top one hundred in the world. You know what I mean? So I still gotta give them that respect. And you know, Wolf, you alluded to it, like the human element, we're gonna get we're gonna not gonna have managers arguing about anything. Like, where's the fun in that? Where's the fun of seeing like a manager like, kicking, not my fault. <laughs> kick, yeah, kick dust on a, or or you know what? If we may get that psycho manager that just starts wailing on a robot, like that would be freaking <laughs> must see TV. Like just break his hand on a fucking, <laughs> break his hand on J Five head or some shit, Johnny Five. Nah, that'd be nuts. I would, I, mean, I would, um, I would love to see circuit. that. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like, nah, I would, I would love to see. Um, put it this way I would like to see the invention of robo-umps maybe I would like to see it at a let's say like, like a, a baseball video camp well, maybe well, but no 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 no. I mean like a baseball camp so kids that are hitting can get a real idea of what the strike zone is and you know what I mean because you know I, I was a kid that when I was playing I, I could always hit but I had poor di- plate discipline I would swing at pitches in the dirt above my head. So to maybe have a robo ump that's like, oh, you know, this is the strike zone and get more knowledge of it, it would have toned down my swing maybe when I needed it. Um, so, yeah, I like it on that level. But with the pros who know, nah, man, nah. And and to answer your question, no, the, the show makes has a human element option, and I use it, and I'll be striking out on pitches that are way out the zone. I'll be like, yo, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> You gotta. I'm gonna start taking screenshots of this shit. It's actually disrespectful. I think Angel Hernandez has definitely has a hand in making this game. It's some of the sliders that I've seen called strike three is nuts. But yeah, I'd rather um, I'd rather keep the game how it is in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm just gonna agree with you guys. Um, honestly, I th- I think the human element is an easy fix, and it's gonna be the most simplest fix: hire younger umpires. Like, make that a thing, cause like make younger is like bang, I, bang. I don't mean to be prejudiced, but you know we have these old guys who are watching pitches, and as you know in today's game pitches are faster. They're watching these pitches at literally like a blink of an eye, and they My just can't stop fucking up the game. <laughs> yeah, half these motherfuckers have two umpires behind the plate. Need um, LASIK eye surgery. It's good. It's about the, you said two two umps behind home plate. <laughs> <laughs> what if they disagree? What happens then? 
I'm just saying, no, third and first. They both you know point what? to third and first, and then then they go from. We're there. gonna have we're gonna have the Spider Man meme in in baseball games. You know that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, yeah, it's gonna be like all six umpires. <laughs> I feel like if you. I feel oh my god. Continue down this road, it's just gonna become like replays of balls or strikes. That's gonna very. It's gonna slow down the game. That's already very slow. So. Well, I I was thinking about that in general. It's that it's not that you don't have to add robot umps into the game to actually be like in place of an umpire, but just add the robot umps into the game to actually help the game. Be like, oh, you know, here's data after a game, or when you're doing a review, you know, and then hey, tell the umpire by the way, this call at first is safe, but also there's three calls he missed just a heads like up, that. like. Keep the, like yo, maybe give him some or how about this every three innings the umpire gets an update from like the mlb and say hey you have three oh, yeah. missed calls your strike zone's too wide tonight that would like yo that. i just right, you know what is, i'm down with that idea. idea yeah every yo, like few good. innings you they keep, give an update be, yeah. and tell him what he's done wrong so far Robotically, or whatever the hell. By the, by the like. fifth inning, there should be a report for that. But yo, fifth yo, inning. I don't know there you go. Like maybe even once. I, I like every three because think... it's nine innings. You just do it every three, and there you go. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo Thomas. To tell you the truth, that's a fire idea. Like I'm so down with that. Riots, once though. a game. Every nah, but real quick, Thomas. What if? Yeah, I like that. The fifth we, inning is perfect. What if the robot umsto have like? automated messages that come out to batters like after they start talking shit to the robot like, like what, what? You, that was you've a, got that mail was why did why you <laughs> you're, you're hitting you're hitting 210 get the fuck out of my face so i literally i literally <laughs> left my your batting average has dropped point zero zero three points <laughs> Alright guys, um, I want to I segue into a more serious topic. Um, as you guys know, Fernando Tatis obviously um, got suspended by baseball for 60 games. And I kind of want to dig into that. I'm going to lead off on it. Um, so bear with me with this take. It's going to, as you guys know, it always takes a, um, a world spin. Um, Story I mean, honestly, time with Tommy Boy. For, <laughs> first and I foremost, I mean like it... It's sad for baseball. It, it's in. definitely, definitely sad for baseball. I mean, I'm not, I I'm not mad at him for taking steroids. I'm just <laughs> real mad at the carelessness of the whole situation. Like, you know, you're, you're literally the face of MLB or one of the faces next to, you know, probably Shohei, and that's mm. exactly kind of what you do. And it, it, it's sad. I mean, we're we're at the point of steroids right now where the people who get popped for it, it's just like. Why? Why are why are why? why? How? Like what what are you doing? It's it's brainless. And like his explanation, like there's already like two different explanations. One from his dad that said he was putting some some something in his hair. Um and then like Jesus. and then the ringworm and honestly for me it's like just just say you wanted to not be injured anymore. That's just like okay, what alright, you know, you fucked up, but um before I like dig too deep into that though, like I think that a lot of this has it, it's MLB's fault. I think a lot of it is definitely MLB's fault. Um, and what I mean by that exactly is we see this a lot where these young stars are really, really hyped up before they really 
prove too much. And what I exactly mean by that is think about someone like Yasiel Puig, Yoannis Cespedes, um, Joey Gallo, Bryce Rick Harper. Ankiel. And when I say Bryce Harper, I'm talking about Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper before he won his MVPs when he was literally hated by the entire league of MLB. Um, At 15, it, it's, it's MLB, right. And, it, and it's MLB like picking these guys, driving them all the way to the moon before they really accomplish anything like you know, like I said, winning an MVP or winning a championship or really having that one season where they really, like, put their, their name in history books. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, for for example, on, like on Tatis, he was injured doing a split in year one. <laughs> in year two, oh, yeah, he underperformed in the playoffs in that division series versus the Dodgers, a series that was very <laughs> hyped, you know, a lot of spotlight. And, and then last year, let, let's look at last year. I mean, he... Could not, like, they couldn't figure it out at the end of the year and literally fell apart. And he basically became a huge liability in the field because he didn't get his shoulder work uh, worked on. And then they had to, like, kind of move him all over the field. And then he just shows up to spring training this year and is just like, hey, guys, I was in a motor- uh, motorcycle accident. And then now he's popped for PEDs. And that's one whole season of his career that's now gone because of his carelessness. And honestly, on, on the Padres end... It sucks for them. They they just didn't. How long ago did they extend him? Uh, like last year, like the last like year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's, I like, I like, can't. he's only been up for like a couple like years. Like it's not. Like I can't. You know, I can't blame them for extending him. Like they're trying to establish a culture finally after so many horrible years. Which I I appreciate their aggressiveness. It's much like the Rams of football, but. <laughs> If yeah, you right. have Manny Machado yelling at you and telling you that it's not about you, there's some oh real issues there. <laughs> like, what, what you have Manny on? Machado, the guy Dude. that makes it all about him. He's telling you that it's not about you. That, like, that's, Manny that's Machado has... Manny Machado's basically been like a role model since he's came over there, yeah. which is crazy to say. For sure. like, he's been a rock. He got that contract and that money. Dude, he even he, he's pulled him aside said you can't do this. All these other guys are calling him out. Like, yo, I understand. Like, you had the motorcycle accident. You're young. You got your contract. Your, you know, head's a little bit big. But like, dude, it's, like it's, what the hell are you doing? Like I said, like I think, I think overall, in like the longevity of his career, he's gonna be okay. At least uh, that's my hope because I he hope got popped so, for dude. steroids at a very young age, so he still has a whole entire career um, ahead of him that he can kind of turn the tide and still make a Hall of Fame career, in my opinion. Um, but it, it's a horrible look. It does not change the fact that it is a really horrible look. Again, it's the carelessness for me. You, this this team gave this team and the entire sport and the almost the entirety of the fan base gave you the keys. Like we're like Tatis, we want you. Like you are the guy, and here we are now. Honestly, but I, if he becomes a villain though, like an A Rod type villain, I'll be here for it. I'll be here for it. <laughs> I think he's I'll be here for I, it. I think. I think he's already kind of in that, that vein because he kind of plays yep. both ends of it. Like, he's beloved. Like, kids love him. The young fans love him. And then he's a, he still wears the villain cape because the old guard isn't too, have, you know, thrilled with his antics and, you know, Oh, yeah, stuff I bet like you Tony LaRusso was like, yeah, fuck that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he would have had him had it not been for a certain trade. <laughs> 
That's neither here nor there. Yo, Chris, uh, <laughs> what's your um, what's your take on the Tati situation, Chris? I just think the shittiest part was not only the dad's response, but the fact that like they made up. I mean, it's not elaborate, but you made. I mean, let's not say it's made up because we don't want to assume anything. But the drug he used, it wasn't even from the United States. It wasn't prescribed to him. You know, maybe you have some sort of defense if you actually went to an American doctor, had, you know, or even the team doctor. They were like, here's here's what we're going to prescribe you for the ringworm. So, I mean, ultimately, you know, it was on the ban list. He, I think I read as well that it was a spray. I think it's just, you know, like you guys said, it was, it was pretty shitty for the sport because he is such a big figure. I mean, he was on the video game last year, was it? I don't really play MLB the show. You guys would know better than me. Uh yeah, he was on a cover last year, right? Oh? I think it was last year. Yeah, last yeah, year. It was last year. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was last year. It's just it just sucks because you know it also sucks for the Padre fans because you know you get Juan Soto, everyone's hyped about Juan Soto, and then you know you see what Tatis was doing in the in the AAA. He had the double and the triple in the same game. You know the next storyline is is he gets popped for for steroids. So I guess it's you know. Just goes back to last week's episode where we talked about steroids and and how it is detrimental for the game. So you know, ultimately you do the crime, you pay the time. Eighty games. See you later. See you, Padres. At least they didn't trade Kim. You know, I mean, I think that's a good sign because he is playing better this year. <laughs> you laugh, but he's look it up. It's down. honestly, it's a very, it's a very, Yo, very fair. Point. They're lucky they did. Everything they did with Soto, really he's, he's not hitting, but his glove has been be, like he might win Gold Glove this year. Kim has been that two fifty though steady in the field. He's in two fifty. Oh, he is. Oh, he. Oh, he must two, have just two fifty. Honestly, and to and and this year, you would be surprised how many people have horrible averages. Like two fifty is honestly the new decent and not the new mediocre. He's two fifty. It's a now three fifty. He's no, no, two nine hole. So, you know, I think he was he was terrible last year, though. Kim was terrible last year, you know. But this year, if you look at some of his game film, he's not striking out as much. He's making more contact with the ball. So, you know, that's the big increase. And also, like you said, I think I want to say that he's top five shortstop in terms of defense this year. So. I guess I got to talk about it, right? I was going ballistic when he got uh, suspended. I was mad as hell, but um, now that some facts have gotten to me and I had time to sleep on it, um, yeah, man, I mean, y'all pretty much alluded to it, but I got to put my own stamp on it. Yeah, he, yeah, you can't just go go out willy-nilly to your whatever pharmacy in DR and just grab anything and put it in your head, like, um, and then that's not the, you know, get to the... You know, I can't really get into the whole third world country uh, pharmaceuticals and all that, but he's a professional athlete. And I think it's been hammered home. I think Mike Clevenger was more, you know, stern than anybody. He was like, yo, the kid got it. That was, that was honestly, yeah, that was very telling, yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, with the way a lot people. of with a, with the way a lot of the Padres reacted, I honestly feel like this organization is like, like if Tatis doesn't come back don't. swinging the bat, I feel like he's gone. Well, Early I don't think, edge, man. I don't think he's gone, but I will put it. I will put it like this. Um, they brought in Soto 
for Tatis. I mean, they and, and Machado. And I can see a scenario where if he doesn't hit, like, you know, like maybe two, three years down the line, not right away, but if he doesn't hit like and play like he we know we grown accustomed to, and this stuff is still going on, I think the Padres would start fielding calls. I'll put it that way. And but at this point, the only way they do that is if they resign Soto, because you're not just gonna leave the cupboard bare for an aging Machado and you know and whatever's left. But you you would have to resign Soto if you would even consider consider trading you know Fernando Tatis. So it's a it, I guess it's a player by uh, air situation. Um, I love the kid. I think he's the absolute number one position player in the league. When if he could, for God's sake, play 162 games, I don't even ask for that no more. I'm like, give me 150, 140, something in that range. But um. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't defend, but I can't keep defending this kid. Like, it's, it, you know, even when I was in the group text going nuts, um, I wasn't even thinking about the motorcycle accident. Right, that just was lost on me. Now I'm like, all right, all right, I gotta come back and calm it down. Like the kid got to get it together. He got all the talent in the world. Um, yeah, what do you? Uh... The only thing I don't like is that you know, 80 games is that's steep. That's steep, and I think that's baseball's guilt for what happened in the past. And that's funny that you mentioned that because I was literally about to say, like, how do you feel about like eighty games? Like, that's that's a long time. That's baseball's guilt for what happened in the Clemens, and that that's the guilt of baseball doing that. Because look at basketball; when guys get popped, they get for steroids. What I think DeAndre Ayton got hit with a diuretic twenty-five games. I mean, in the 82-game schedule, that's that's a bit. Uh, Rashard Lewis, when he got hit, I think it was 15 games. That's about one-fifth, one-sixth, at most one-fourth of a season. Yeah, because I think – So, yeah, I think we're John, talking about Collins, John Collins got popped with eight and yeah. Well, here's something yeah. for you, Ricky, then. I guess even Saxon, Chris, and all you guys to bounce off of. Knowing what Tatis did now, if you knew that going back, say, six, eight, ten months ago – or even the year when he signed his contract, say the day he signed his contract, would you still give him that 34 mil, or excuse me, 340 mil for the time he was, knowing he's going to do PEDs in the next two years? Yes. He's that He's that damn or, good. He's or that would you have waited good. and then, like, obviously no one's going to ever know that that happened, but do you think now, like, even, I guess almost a better way to put it, are they hindered by it? Do you think they feel bad that they did it? Or you're I like, think, no, no problem. I still I, think it's worth it all. I think what scares me the most is the immaturity before even the steroids. Because that remains to be seen if, you know what I mean? Injuries heal. Um, bodies can flush themselves with steroids and become natural, you know what I mean? But have you grown yep. up? That, he's 23. He's a baby. I don't, you know, we won't, I won't know. I won't know until, yeah. you know, we won't know I, until time. Me, I, I would take the position that Wolfie was going to say. Like, I would I would probably wait and see how this all shakes out because this isn't over. Like, the, the Tati saga isn't over. He's still, like, we're going to get, like, the him coming back parade. We're going to get the him playing his first game back parade. We're going to get all that. He's still going to have all the media attention. So 
We're going to see how he you know reacts what? to it because you, you know he's going to sit there and he's going to get asked so many questions about this when he comes back. Like, oh, hey, you know, what do you feel like you have to prove? Like, hey, what do you, you know, what do you him. feel like you got to do? They're going to they're gonna be coming after him. So it's a good test. That's a but lot I of pressure say, coming back, man. That's a lot of pressure. You know I what? Maybe I don't give him that contract. I would sign him to the extension <laughs> after seeing him come back. But honestly, I think Juan Soto, that trade might be the best for uh, Tatis because – we see we see Soto and he's a great representative uh, representative of the league. Um, he's just an eccentric. He's an eccentric kid like Tatis, but he's very humble and he's very, you know, he does. I'm I I don't know. I'm just I think he's a hundred percent situation more man. baseball. I think he's more baseball than Tatis. I think Tatis got a taste of the the camera. That's and, what I said. Know, and that's, I think that, he, that's exactly my point that I made was that like. He like MLB, I mean, gave, MLB and the Padres we, we gave like him that. a lot of. They gave him a lot of push. But yo, yeah, Wolfie, the thing was, your, they didn't uh, even have to give him that money too. He had arbitration years. They did not have to. That's do that. why yeah. I would. That's, that's why I said I would have waited because you got time. Just like the Nationals had yeah. time with Soto, but we traded him. But now they knew what's coming. What's your ultimate opinion, Wolfie? Well, my alternate opinion is kind of like what we've all been talking about, too, is that, like, I'm really disappointed in him. It's because he signed the contract going in. He had that motorcycle incident, which beforehand, that already was, like, a big thing because you knew the Padres were kind of going into it. They were trying to go for it last year, had a disappointing season. So much hype Guys underperformed. Dude, they had, like, Darvish and Musgrove and Snell, and they were going for it. Even this year, they were going for it, too. They even went out and got Soto. Dude, we even talked about having Tatis come back and Machado come back. So to do that, what he did already, with the hype he had, with the amount they put into him to actually say that, hey, we trust you enough to give you a third of a billion dollars to be our shortstop for the next decade. I mean, we're talking about the Padres. They're putting him on the face of the map. Everybody knew about Tatis. You guys even said it. He's on the face of a video game. He hasn't even been in the league for four to five years. And he was a national superstar. Has a motorcycle incident. And there was kind of some shade around that, too, where they didn't really know if, like, you know. He showed up with the injury. Dude, it seemed like he didn't give a, you know what, like a rat's ass about it. Like, he was like, you know, I'm sorry about it, but, you know. I'm going to get better. July, August is going to come around. I'm going to be back. July, August come around, and all of a sudden, there's a PED scandal. Like, are you shitting me? Chris, you even said it. Like, exactly the same thing. Are you shitting me? Like, a PED scandal, and then you're saying it's ringworm. You went to here and there to get the medicine. You got family members trying to step out and defend you. Like, dude, like, I get you're young, but you're talking about being one of, the, like, the best played payer uh, best paid players in the league and you're on this planet pop for peds and like dude soto's been in the league since he's been basically a teenager and he isn't doing stuff like that it's like it's unacceptable honestly it's uh, it's unacceptable like there's guys I, I that do PEDs. until they just start fixing these bbls on these chicks uh, dude, at the club <laughs> Dude, let's let's just say this. <laughs> All right, if that's the case, you know what? Honestly, it's fine. Put him back in the league. <laughs> no, like honestly, I actually am more upset with this than Robinson Cano. 
because oh he no got... way no 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 I am because listen because like Robinson, Robinson Cano no but Robinson Cano was like the ultimate good guy though like Tatis he was like was. like you you no like, but like dude but like... Cano was like the ultimate like we thought this guy was like just Jesus. that's what I'm... dude we're talking about the, like the next superstar doing PEDs at 23 years old like this is like a like a story. This is a story. This isn't something that like, like, dude, Soto does it. I judge is a little bit older, but like, you know, Soto oh, and yeah, that younger the, the world doing it. Ends. The world dude, ends. If this one is of those not good. Like, no, not, wait, that this good is not good. I'm sorry. Like, whether he did it for like ringworm or not, like, it's not good. Cano ain't that good of a guy. Ask a Yankee fan, yo. No, but that's As what I'm Yankee saying. Fan, like, back when he, he, back when he played for the Yankees, and... he was just this ultimate humble, like guy that just fielded really smoothly and cracked the ball. And I'm... I guess yeah, even like Wander, Wander Franco might be another example. That's kind of like a younger guy that got a bigger contract. Where if he did it, that would be kind of a little bit. But it's not like a Tati. Tati's is like a face. Like Shohei yeah. maybe is in that other boat, but like. So Dude, it's my last. It's kind of hard to just describe, but my last opinion mm-hmm. on the on the whole Tatis thing is, a part of me feels like MLB and the Padres maybe knew this beforehand, and the reason why Uh-oh. I say that hot is take, because hot take. let's. I don't know if you guys saw the story, but the Padres were the only ones willing to meet the Nationals' demands for the trade. The whole league, like, agreed that the Nationals' demands were a little bit too much. But the Padres were the only ones to say, I don't give a shit. Give me that, man. Maybe a part of that was desperation because they, they lost Tatis, but they know that they still have a really good team that could compete. And they went and got Soto. And then they know that Tatis will come back, obviously. So they have, you know, they didn't really need the prospects if they're looking to continue on. Um, at, at the same time, if they did know, that's that's crazy. And it would also make sense as to why this story is not that publicized because they're going to try to save Tatis. I'm not saying it's I, – I would agree with you. I'm not saying that – It's not a bad theory. That they, I don't it's know a theory. The ruling. That, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, they're the, they were the only ones that were fiending for Soto. Like, everyone else was like, ah, I, I don't know. We don't want, really want to give up that much. But the – Everybody left the crap everybody. table. Everybody left the crap table. Mike Rizzo, said, Mike Rizzo there. said that he sat there and he was like looking through everything and the Padres were just like, no, give me him. What do you want? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They knew. They could have knew. Oh, they, even if they didn't know about the PEDs, though, they might have just been worried about his injury and his antics in general. They might have thought like, hey, he comes back. Maybe he's not good when he comes back and we want to win now. But, we have Machado. Like, we got to go. But it's just yeah. significant to me that like the moment he was getting ready to return, because as you guys said, he was playing in the minors. He was looking fine, ready to go. That very moment he was ready to get called up and come back, this came out. I, I would say hmm. that I don't think it's necessarily it was big news. Ruling, but they had to they had to have known that you know the investigation was going on prior to you know trading for Ron Soto. Because you yeah. know mm-hmm. how long does it take for the data? You know how how long were they looking into it? Was it? Was it dating back to three months ago? Was it dating back to a month ago? So mm-hmm. you know, they, they probably did have an idea that at least the investigation was going on before. You know, not saying they knew the, the absolute ruling, but, you know. Like, yo, MLB, MLB about to send my man up north. Yo, please, 
I need Juan Soto right now. <laughs> it's the it's the same thing as like when the Astros scandal came out and everybody knew about it beforehand, like the MLB did, but everyone was like sworn to secrecy until after the season. I don't know if you guys saw that article, but that was a thing. Like that's why the Nationals were like hiding. I need to find that. Yeah, I need. Yeah, like Steven Strasburg and um, I want to say Jan Gomes had to literally change their entirety of their signs on the spot so that like the Astros couldn't do anything about it. I was like, yeah, and then like there's just like articles here and there that just state like, yeah, like everyone knew the Astros were were about to like get something. Like yeah, they're that changing they hefty bags and their trash cans and shit. Yeah, I've seen a few um, arguments over the Houston Astros where pitches had to be like this with their catcher. Like, yo, what the, yo, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, <laughs> they were like, go up to the mound, put a blanket over each other, and they're like, yo, you see this shit? Are you kidding me? Like, like yo, I hear, I hear a garage band, yo. What is that noise? <laughs> Like that shit is bugging me out. Now my my biggest question that that comes from this though is, does this give the Dodgers Wolfie? Does this give the Dodgers the NL? Uh, I would say yes. They running away with that shit. They out of here. Let's just say this: the Dodgers like are still like a powerhouse team. Like they're leading the division. They're, like, one of the best teams in the NL, like, overall when it comes to stats. They just are so clutch, whether it comes to their roster from... I mean, granted, they actually did lose Walker Bueller, but you have a guy like Tony Gonsolin coming in and stepping up and being one yeah, of the best pitchers tough. in the league. Like, Will Smith, once again, we talked about rookies coming up. A rookie came up, and he just is one of the most like, solid catchers in the league, which in a league is scarce of catchers. That's good. That's they gave a catcher for sure. Dude, they gave a one-year deal to Justin Turner, and Ricky, dude, he might not have those stats that you could see on paper that are, like, jumping out at you, but when it comes to, like, clutch hits or RBIs, uh, runners in scoring position average, he's one of the best in the league. It's like, they have these guys that just come through. Joey Gallo's there, and all of a sudden he's doing things he hasn't done in, like, two months in the Yankees. Real quick, uh, Justin Turner is, like, my baseball equivalent to Manu Ginobili. Like, you know what I mean? Not No big numbers, but he when it's crunch time, oh, my gosh, yo, he's, he's a terror. Go ahead, right? man, my fault. No, no, you're good. Dude. It's, it's so true. Like, their whole team's like that, too. Even Cody Bellinger recently has stepped up. Uh, I mean, obviously they have bench. Mookie Betts. Bellinger no, just got do, benched for, for being in a slump. I mean, Another yeah, because they, they went out and got Gallup. But I'm saying if you look at his stats from, like, April to May to June, from July to August, you're, like, talking about, like, 150, uh, 150 average difference. Oh, well, that from, is ginormous. Dude, <laughs> if they, you could like even a, make like a, one, a 150 jump is terrible. Dude, he, well, I'm saying no. Like I'm saying, he went like from like a hundred and like twenty average possible. to like a, like a two like twenty or a, like a like a two sixty like average. Well, yo, like, Cody Bellinger, he started off in a slump to where he was hitting like like one forty. From yeah, one forty, he, he might have hit like two sixty, which average is still like two twenty. I'm not saying he's hitting two eighty, but I'm saying like the average between those, you know. April to May from July to August averages out to about 220, which is better than, like, a 140. <laughs> There's just so many fucking numbers, man. 
Um, yo, Chris, what do you? I, I agree with you. I think the Dodgers are, you know, if you look just like you said, as if you look at the stats, you know, they have the number one pitching staff. They're they're have Mookie Betts. They have Freddie Freeman. Both have MVP candidate years. And they also have Tony, who's pitching better. He's on pace to pitch more games than he's pitched the last two the last two seasons. He's fourteen and one this year, so he's he's playing he's playing well enough. He's not going to give you six, seven, eight innings, but he's playing well enough where it's going to translate to the postseason, in my opinion. You know, he's going to give you five innings. He's going to give you one or less earned runs, hopefully, and you know he's he's going to put you in a position to win the game, which he's done all year. Again, he's fourteen and one. Um, and I mean, he's got a sub nine. He's got a sub nine walk hit, so innings pitch. So I mean, like, dude's doing everything right. He's not going to give you crazy, crazy strikeouts. He's not going <laughs> to, you know, wow you, but he's going to get the job done. So I think it translates to the playoff season. And I think also what's what's what I saw is that uh, Martin Martin's been pitching pretty well since he's came over as well from the Cubs. So I think you know enhanced. Getting the bullpen stronger was was one of their needs, and and That's right. they already were a top five bullpen pretty much across all the big stats. And then you add Martin, who's kind of figuring it out. It's kind of where are they weak? Ah, hmm. uh, nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, let us know, Ricky. Uh, uh, you think the Dodgers? There was are no out? reference of none of y'all brought up trigger Trey, man. Like that's. Man, I think I think if you that that see that that's this team is a is a mach- they are really like Power Rangers, man, forming freaking Megazord, whatever the hell that damn dinosaur thing he was. Somebody got help me out. Maybe one of these kids that watch that new shit. Anyway, we're gonna edit that. Um, the fact that nobody's bringing up Trey Turner is just, like, crazy enough in itself. It's like, yo, they got three MVP candidates on that team. Their pitching staff goes about four guys that could be on the All-Star team. They lose Walker Bueller, and no one's betting an eye. No one, you're not going to find no articles that's like, oh, are the, are the Dodgers in trouble? They lose a Walker Bueller, and it's like status quo. They, they're going to probably threaten a 120, as they should have last year, but they tailed off. They're, you know, we already know where this, this this comes to when it's, you know, discussions about the Dodgers. Are they going to perform in the postseason? You know, they're going to just run through regular season baseball. I don't know how they do it, honestly. It's like they get up more for these dog days of uh, summer years. I mean, um, summer times and whatnot. And then when it's time to go in October, maybe they, maybe it's too cold. You know, maybe maybe it gets a little chilly or something. I don't know what it is. Um, but I'm just talking shit for the most part. They got three guys that could just go ham in any series and take over. And then their pitching is still elite. Um, it's a lot to like. Um, and with, with this news about Tatis, um, even with the Mets having their injuries, I, 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 you know, I felt a little... I felt like they're was a chance was just last week that we could have a three man race in uh who's gonna come out the NL but I'm starting to think we're gonna get a Dodgers Braves rematch. I think that's that's I think I somehow the Braves are gonna get in because I, I as I say it before, I say it again. I always worry about the team that's getting hot now. Yeah, you know, they they didn't you know 
everyone seemed to be, you know, still having, you know, they still had a little champagne on the breath after winning the chip last year. And then my boy Ozzy Albies, he must have been doing the most drinking because he wasn't doing shit. Um, <laughs> and then he gets hurt. I'm like, all right, what's what, what the Braves looking like this year at the end? Are we looking at an 82 and 80 team missing the playoffs? And then here we go again. Here we go again. The kids carrying everything. And Acuna took one to straightaway center the other night, hitting the LeBron and everything. I'm like. If he starts to look like himself or what they got going on, their pitching, their bullpen is disgusting behind their starting pitching as well. Um, Atlanta's looking like a threat again. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to come down to those two. We're going to see an NLB match with those two. Wow. Now, this I, is hope, great. Now, I hope the Mets, I hope the Mets can, you know, Right the ship uh, around the end of the of the season, and I, I don't even like talking about rookie hitters. I'll talk about rookie any other sport. I don't like talking about rookies in baseball because I'm I'm just so it's, I'm superstitious. I just want the kid Beatty to do well, and whatever version of well that means, uh, maybe it's just having great at bats, grinding pitchers. It don't even got to necessarily show up in the OPS or any numbers, but just that he looks good at the plate. Maybe you know. Because I've seen many a kid come up, and he'll have a bad batting average. But if you're seeing the kid play, he's hitting the ball. He's getting hard contact, and it's just going right into God's glove. So hopefully he just looks good. You know what I mean? Like, we're not asking him to carry your team or anything like that. But as far as that, yeah, Dodgers, they don't look like they don't have much in their way right now. I'm going to disagree with all of you. I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to regret it because – (laughs) <laughs> Every Met fan regrets themselves by the end of the year, and I'm not a Met fan, so I guess I get to feel and like we're one. recording. Because I'm going to say that Tell the you. Mets, I, I think the Mets are going to come out of the National League, and here's why I say that. Um, <laughs> you know, and this say is crazy it. for me to say. You watch, you watch Mets games, and you can see it. There, there's just teams that you like that you know, like from just watching them, you can just you can see the energy, you can see the hype, you can see the vibe. Um, you know, you got DeGrom back out there, and DeGrom looks like he's not slowing down. Max Scherzer, he's out there, you know, leading the way. Edwin Diaz has a whole theme song now. <laughs> that shit is incredible. He has a whole theme I song now. The like, trumpets the, the hitters, are so good. The Even the away fans actually get into it. Yeah, once the trumpets come on, I see nothing but, like, uh, like a – just high uh, heels spinning around. You got, like, yeah, you, oh got, you got Lindor. You got Lindor, you know, really doing his thing this year. Finally, you know, because last year was pretty scary. Because um, I'm a huge Francisco Lindor fan. Um, but o- overall, I mm-hmm. mean, you look at this team, and it's a team that just reminds me of the Nationals when we won. But I don't mean the record or anything, because obviously the Mets are doing way better at this point. But the Nationals, they had this vibe going in, which is why I was saying the crazy things that I was saying before going into that playoffs, that it just feels like a winner. It really does. It Mm. absolutely feels like a winner. The vibe is there. The people are there. I think the Mets also fixed the one thing that, you know, has been bothering them the last few years, ultimately, at the end of the day, and that's, you know, their hitters being consistent. There was often times last season where the Mets fell flat on their face because they couldn't keep any consistency hitting. This year, it seems like they've righted the ship with that. So whatever the Mets did for that, I think that was huge and very underrated. 
Um, the Dodgers, though, I mean, they can't really be denied. It, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, but at the end of the day, they always get beat by the team that has this kind of vibe. That's why they lost to the Braves. That's why they lost to the Nationals. Um, that's why they lost to the Astros. They, it's mm. it just seems it just seems like another one of those endings for the Dodgers this year. But like you said, Ricky, I I can't deny the Braves. Mm. I mean, the, the Braves as well. I I see a Mets and Braves NLCS. That would be wicked. Yeah, um, you know what? That it's... almost begs a question. Like, is there something about LA where they get beat by these teams? Is that the thing that they don't have, or they just uh, uh, are they just a fantasy I mean, baseball team? There, a bunch is, of names. Just a what are they in the clubhouse? They, just, they don't get hot at the right time. But there, there's difference Those between are. chemistry and then just having a bunch of really solid guys. Mm-hmm. I think they yeah, have the chemistry. True. I just think they like go like they're like most of these teams. Do they though? I mean, like games. Freddie Dude, they Freeman, I mean, he's swinging a good constantly. bat, but... No, like, they, they, they're one of those teams that they think they're good. They know they're good. They're going to win 105 games every year, so they kind of go into the playoffs with the expectations were that good, and they don't try as hard and as teams like the Braves that just sneak in and Honestly, that's a good out. point. That's a good point because the Nationals, every year that we got destroyed in the NLDS was because the NL East was really bad every single one mm-hmm. of those times. And the Nationals the way, like went in up like twenty games by the end of it, not playing their players, and then we would go in and just be slow and and it was it was there's bad. a difference there's a difference between teams and this is in all sports, but definitely with the great teams and the good teams and the very good teams that end up winning championships. Um, you got teams that will say, "Yo, we need to be ourselves to win." We're we're so good. All we have to do is be ourselves. I think the Dodgers fall into that. Whereas your Nationals or the the Boston Red Sox that won um, that year, I don't remember. I don't care to. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's another um, team that beat the Dodgers, and they had all the they had they, all the hype. They had the vibe. They had everything. Their mindset is a little different. There, we have to be at our best. You know what I mean? They're not they're not of the mindset of, oh, we just show up and be be ourselves, then everything will work out fine. You hear a lot of that in post game bands. Like, oh, they drop a couple games, oh, oh, it'll be fine, you know, we get back to being ourselves. Blah, 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 blah. So nah, sometimes y'all y'all gotta reach for something beyond you. And I think that's what happens with a lot of yeah. these clubs that they come up against. They're like, nah, I, whoever my name is on the back of the jersey, I gotta be a better my best version of to beat this yeah, team. And, and the Dodgers my, don't my take last, themselves to that level because they believe yeah, they're my there last point, My last point to the Mets is that they've gotten their injury bug. Like, they've been down Max Scherzer and DeGrom, and the Mets have proven that they can keep up if that was to, God forbid, happen. Um, but at the same time, they, they brought up Beatty with all these injuries, and he hit a home run in his first game today. So, yeah. I... I, I'm I'm gonna have to say the Mets here, and it sucks to say because fuck the Mets, but you know that's what we I got. I feel like the long ball definitely helps you in the postseason, though. I think. Uh, well, we'll see how they do after they made their acquisitions with you know Vogue and Ruffin, Naquin, where they finish as far as uh, I can see Lindor becoming a fucking star this postseason, <laughs> like more oh, of a yeah. star. Yeah, yeah, he's ready for it. He's ready for it, but. Atlanta's third in home runs, and they calling up these these other kids. I'm like, it's just something about that one mistake pitch in the postseason. You know, we see so many 0-0 games that go into the seventh, and it's always that mistake pitch that turns the tide. You know what I mean? You you don't see a whole lot of 
single, single walk, double rallies in postseason. Usually just one mistake pitch and some guy just clocks it out. And that's your game. And, you know, if you got a dominant closer, you know, that usually helps out. Where that's where the Mets would have an advantage. See, this is going to be interesting, man. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I really. That's don't why know I said don't. I, I, I can't. I can't. That's why I said I can't chalk it up to just. You know, it's just the the Dodgers, and that's that. Like yeah, I really do, it, like Wolfie. I'm surprised you're not like making this yeah. argument too. Do you know something that I don't? <laughs> like, oh no, nah, I wish. Like, whoever can get hot is just gonna take it, in my opinion. It's just every year they would say it's so true. Usually, whoever has the best record doesn't actually win the World Series. Just Cardinals are a dark horse, man. Like, I don't, I think they're I also mean, been. Goldie and Arenado? Little, they're, they're, I know. If I, the Cardinals make any noise, I'll Cardinals out. Look, I, I didn't have them winning that last championship. I mean, you can't ever count the Cardinals out, but, like, they're going to be in a race against the Braves and the, and the Padres and the Dodgers yeah, the and the Mets. The yeah, I, I, I put them fifth zero. easily. I was doing the same thing to y'all when y'all won the chip. No, yeah, everyone's zero and zero, of course, but they're they're pitching, they're pitching. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got Jordan Montgomery now, but okay, we're we're not gonna talk about Jordan Montgomery before me and Ricky just start. We start. Mikey Molasses is that um, his name? I always say molasses. <laughs> Michael can never get his name right. Yeah, 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 man. Um, Adam Rain, Adam Wainwright always turns into another human being when it's uh october i always just trust adam he's uh give him the ball get out the way like he's gonna get he's it it'd be something it though done. i mean it, it's a good it, the cardinals are definitely a good story i mean they got pujols wainwright and yachty going out together get a ring together i mean that'd be crazy but be all right nice we're gonna story, we're gonna take but... this to break we're gonna take this to break um we'll be right back All right, we're back. So, a lot of good conversations so far. So, I kind of want to start start off another one. So, AL MVP. There, there's a lot of people who think you know one way, think another way. Let's give our takes, Chris. Who, who do you think, as of right now, is the AL MVP? I gotta go with Shohei Itani because, I mean, the guy plays pitcher, and he's improved year over year. He's top 10 in strikeouts. He's top 10 in ERA. He's top 10 in home runs. You look at the pitcher, like, I was looking at this article where it was Aaron Judge versus Shohei for the top two, right? And Shohei's pitching in one pitcher, and then the other pitcher, he's, he's batting, right? If you look at Aaron Judge's, yeah, he's batting. And you know what he's doing in the other pitcher? He's pointing his finger to the sky. So I mean, like, if you, you if you penalize, and I'm not saying you penalize Judge because he only does just batting, and you know he does play the field. Oh my God! He's, you know, amazing in the field. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, as far as Shohei, like, you talk about face of franchise with or face face of the MLB with Tatis, like Shohei is the face of of Asia. He's the biggest thing in Asia since Ichiro, right? can all agree there you give him the back-to-back championship after this year maybe you start to to consider other people to get the mvp but i think as far as like him being great at both this year 
and better at pitching. Like, you talk about Judge doing something extraordinary this year. Every time Shohei takes the field, he takes or every time he takes the field and he's pitching and he's batting the same day, he's doing something historical every day. Where Judge is just doing it one year. Just saying. I mean, alright. So listen, like Shohei is doing both things well still. He's doing them better than last year. He's sensational. He's truly going to go down as one of the greatest regardless. Like, he can literally, again, God forbid, get injured tomorrow and not play another game again, and I would probably assume that he's a Hall of Famer. Um, but I, I can't deny Aaron Judge. And, like, the thing about Aaron Judge is that, like, it's not just home runs anymore. He's hitting the hell out of the ball. He's hitting damn near 300. Now, I think he is hitting 300. He's still striking out, but he's walking a lot more. His base running has been underrated. He's playing a good defense. Like, he's leading from the front despite all this contract stuff, all this Yankees stuff, all this you got to carry stuff. And the most interesting step for me about Aaron Judge is that he has the most home runs in innings seven through nine in the league, the most home runs. On top of that, he has three, I think, four walk-off hits. So he's single-handedly won them a lot of games. And these are all things that I, along with so many other people, said, like, if Aaron Judge improves this, it's going to elevate him to the next level. And that's exactly what we're seeing this year. And he's doing it all with the pressure on him already. The pressure to carry New York on his back. The pressure to perform. Because we all criticize him. We all do. We all criticize Aaron Judge. And the pressure for his upcoming free agency, he's, he's 30, so it's, it's a tricky contract that you're going to have to talk to him about, but that's the pressure. And I think he's leaving New York, no doubt, but the most important thing is that he is the Yankees. He is New York. When was the last time that you could say one person was the Yankees? It's always been a, a fantastic big group of guys, but this, this is Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is the New York Yankees. And they're a pretty good baseball team. I know they're struggling now, but that's another thing that should be a testament to Aaron Judge's MVP case is that when he isn't doing as good, the team sucks. The team sucks. They rally around him. And, it again, it, I can't take away from Shohei that he's on the Angels, but when you consider that Aaron Judge is almost single-handedly lifting the Yankees to, like, a whole different dimension and giving them we, – we still give them a chance against the Astros – and he's playing against Rizzo, or he's playing with Rizzo, who's hitting 220, having a very overrated year. Glaber isn't performing up to standards. Donaldson's hitting 220. Falefa and Trevino, you know, they're all right, but like, you know, DJ LeMahieu, he's not, he's not his normal self. The pitching doesn't mm-hmm. scare anybody. I believe in their bullpen, but when Michael King went down, they still, they still don't know who their closer is, and that's why I personally love the acquisitions of Bader of Montas, of Ben Attendee, because they they recognize they need more around Judge. I mean, I know, you know, you can argue about the deals, but the, this guy, is, he's the Yankees, and I, I truly think he's the MVP, and I don't want that to take anything away from Shohei, but you, you got to consider the, the whole entirety of, of everything and not just the he can pitch and he can hit. Mm. I'm just going to say yeah. that. Last night, Judge struck out four times, and he's actually under 300 <laughs> now. The one game he could pull out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just Teddy saying, LaBelle here. No, just, could be, that's that's could some be, Aaron Judge shit. Be, you know, could be the fall of the Yankees. 
I'm just saying. And as and and maybe the rise of the Astros. Where's your Where's your Aaron Judge voodoo doll in there? I know you got to say one thing that's off camera in the back corner. Yeah, yeah, guys who got a reverse. We've talked about this before. Even reverse throwing. Trying. You know, they go to the they go from the Red Sox to the Yankees. They're just a Yankee. I'm just not a fan. Like if Judge went to the San Francisco next year, I would respect Aaron Judge. If he had a similar season next year that he has now, with the Giants, next year I would say Aaron Judge is the MVP. But I'm just not gonna vote for the guy because he's a Yankee. I'm just saying. All right. So well, we're, one we're, last we're thing before you give your before and we're gonna turn it to one second. To one second. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. What happened? <laughs> I mean, he did it to himself. I mean, go ahead. We'll just go ahead. DQ'd himself like Dairy Queen. Golly. <laughs> but okay, I'll I'll say my last point here is that I and I, I said this to you guys the other day. I absolutely love the fact though that you know, the the media isn't focused on his free agency too much. Like, obviously, there's a little focus on it. I love that we're getting to enjoy the moment. We're getting to enjoy the the Aaron Judge train that he's running on all these teams. All right, go ahead, Wolfie, you're up. <laughs> all right. I was going to say, though, I'm going to piggyback off of you, and actually I'm going to go with Judge, too, as the AL MVP. And there's just so much with it is that with Otani, don't get me wrong, he pitches, he's great. He hits, he's good with that too. But Judge is doing things like he's he's about to put up like a 60 home run season. He's about to have an OPS of like 1.0 throughout the whole season. He has an, uh, a batting average close to 300 compared to Otani's, which is uh, about 259. It's almost like a 30-point difference. Both of them are striking out at a high rate, I get that. But one guy's almost, you know, 10 feet tall. Um, also too, I usually don't like to bring in the team with it, but you almost got to like think sometimes Otani might not even be one of the best players on his team when Trout's healthy and producing. Judge is clearly the best player on his team. He's clearly one of the best players in the league. Like no one even thinks twice about it, especially when he's healthy, Mm -hmm. which he's been for two years and he's hitting like he should be. Um, um, also too, I usually don't like to bring in the team with it, but you almost got to like think sometimes Otani might not even be one of the best players on his team when Trout's healthy and producing. Judge is clearly the best player on his team. He's clearly one of the best players in the league. Like no one even thinks twice about it, especially when he's healthy, mm-hmm. which he's been for two years and he's hitting like he should be. Um, also like he brings such a vibe to New York. Um, you said it too, Saxby. Like he's a, like he's like a face of the Yankees. Uh, within the first year, they had the judges' chambers uh, in the Yankee Stadium. It's just with what he's doing, especially on a contract year, to bet on himself to get that money back. How could you not say he's one of the best players in the league, the best player in the league? Which personally, I think he is. Otani would need to pitch. Uh, to like a two, like a sub three, close to two RRA with like a a two eighty batting average with like forty home runs, just to even come close to actually, in my opinion, having like a th- like a three hundred average 
60 home run judge season. And also, too, let's not be, uh, you know, naive to the fact that Judge not only went from right field to center field, but it's not like he was ever asked to be a pitcher or grew up being a pitcher uh, in either the minors or in varsity college. Like, one guy was trained to do it, the other guy wasn't. So you're also kind of saying, oh, well, this guy's doing this. It's like, you know, one guy's not even, like, you know, attempting to do the other thing. I'm not saying he is going to be, like, a sub-three pitcher if he ever did do that. But it's just kind of like a different story. So you got to look at it, what they do and compare them, you know, taking away the fact that one guy doesn't pitch or the one guy does. And, you know, it's kind of a weird situation, but... I would say right now with the numbers one guy's putting up and how he's led his team, Judge is easy the MVP in my eyes. I just mm. want to say, um, you know, you said Otani would have to be sub three. He is sub three in ERA, and you said 40 home runs. He's got 27 this year, so he is on pace for both of those things. Um, I also wanted to say that yeah, with a 259 batting average though, he's he's got. 10 wins this year. The Angels have 51. So he's almost 20% of their, their total wins. Yeah, I don't like that. What's that? That's uh, my, uh, that? It's my tractor. Uh, <laughs> Bro, uh, you should see how nervous one. I got. <laughs> Choo-choo trade. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tractor. I'm just saying, you know, yes, Judge is having a great year. I'm just not voting for the guy if I had a vote don't like the guy he's a yankee just saying what about you ricky <laughs> what about what about you ricky on the heels of that right uh, you fucking all right so look um i i've i've been waffling back and forth um wolf can you do me a solid can you pull yeah. me up the 2021 angels record yeah um, because I think, and I listen, I, I said on here when we did the introductions, who's your favorite player? I said it's Shohei Otani. 77 and 85, by the sure. way. 77 and 85. All right. The man <laughs> went ballistic last year. He had 46 home runs. He struck out way more batters than he pitched innings. He just missed out on 10 wins last year with nine. Um, he drove in 100 runs. He scored 100 runs. He stole 26 bases. Where did that come from? Um, and beasted out and won MVP on a 77-win team. This team is playing worse than last year. And Otani, as much as I love him, he's not... I mean, he would have to really pick up the pace to get 46 again. I mean, I think he, we could earmark him at 35, maybe. Maybe he, he could uh, clip over 40. Um, 40. What is he at? 11 bags stolen right now. Maybe he gets in the 15, 20 range. I don't see him doing a lot of running in the year when the team is already out of contention. Stolen bases. People who steal bases usually stop running when the team is – Losing, it's like I might as well pack it in for the rest of the year. Um, the pitching has been incredible. He's been top five this year. You, if you got top five pitches, you know we we'll get into it later. But he would he definitely got to be in your top five. But 
he's quite not himself at the plate, other than the fact that he's also striking out less. I do like to see that. Um, he's still striking out, but he's striking out less. About as much as Judge. So if you want to make a strikeout argument, you got to look at him too. Anyway, yeah, I, you know, Yankee hater side, whatever. Um, I've been, you know, back and forth with this argument myself about, you know, Shohei and, and Judge. And, you know, to keep it brief, you know, Shohei's been, you know, outstanding as usual. Slight down year as far as some of the power numbers, the peripheral, whatever. But he's pretty much the same guy at the plate. Um, he's making better contact. Um, he's making a lot of loud outs. That's why it's not reflecting on the batting average. But um, Wolf had, uh, at one point had alluded to, well, he had let me know, because I had asked him, what their record was last year when he won the MVP. And it was 77 and 85. And I'm like, they're on pace to lose way more games than that. So I'm like, how do you, how do we reward a year where the star player is, I, I'm nitpicking. I can't say slightly down because his pitching is approved. Okay. He's the, he's playing the same, the exact same on a team that's doing worse. And now we have a clear cut historical uh, candidate, you know, someone that's threatening records and franchise, hollowed franchise records at that. Um, well, you know, clean. I don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot of, yeah, please bring that up. It's clean too. And clean as a whistle. Yeah. Like, just show me the piss. I'll, I'll buy it off you. If it's bad, <laughs> Cheers. It's clear if, water. If, if if it's tainted, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll make sure it won't see the light of day. <laughs> but um, what's gonna call it? Um, yeah, man. Like I don't, I don't, I can't remember the last time I seen a six seven human played center field. Like, and not only that, a six seven two seventy man played center field. Like that had to be physically taxing in itself. Yes, I'm glad we got Bader. Um, hopefully he gets out there soon enough so he could go back to right field. But he did an admirable uh, job for us out there. Um, I thought it was going to be an absolute disaster. Um, So, you know, we all talk about pace. I would say this, and I'll be fair. I'll be fair. And I don't like being fair, honestly, because the Angels are trash. They don't deserve to have a back-to-back MVP on a team that on a team like that, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. We can't you can't quantify what a most valuable player is on a team that bad because how many wins is he giving this bad team? You know what I mean? So that's always been a difficult thing for me. But what I will be fair about is if Judge finds a way to if he seems like he's tailing and Otani starts really descending, I mean like goes nuts this last few games like hit like 350 or something like that and threatens his uh, 40-45 home run uh, mark that he hit last year and uh, all these other things. If he could reach these other benchmarks like runs and RBIs and I think then it has more of a uh, more weight to the conversation. What Vlad Guerrero Jr. did last year, which was the other AL candidate, was amazing but we can somewhat put it in its place 
and you know, there's not a lot of people that put historical context around it, other than he had one of the greatest seasons for his age. But where it lands, you know, it's like, how many people remember it? How many people are gonna remember that Vlad season? Um, if Vlad, if uh, Vlad, if um, Aaron gets sixty, that's gonna be something they talk about in New York and baseball history for. I mean, the, when this man is long gone, they'll be talking about this season. So that's that's my only thing. I mean, you bring up well, wins. M- not my only thing, but many of many of. If we're talking about wins and mm. like what what a player means to their teams in terms of wins, you can easily talk about Jordan Alvarez or Justin Verlander. Look at Verlander; he's is he's he's forty, right? He's forty, and he's got a sub two ERA this year. Why isn't he your MVP? Because I'm not giving him MVP. He pitches. I, I barely got him. Um, I barely got him as my Cy Young. So that that's another thing. Yeah, there's a, there's say, a man honestly, in the south side doing his thing. He has a good shot though, because the thing is, is that when I think of MVP, also even just the flip side to the NL, even with Scherzer or Degrom, whether they're a pitcher or not, you got to think about the guy that's going to give someone the most chance to win or they could win. While it is hard for pitchers to win the MVP because of the fact they only pitch those five days, dude, you're talking about like an easy like 50 to 20 wins a year that that guy's almost going to guarantee you. Like if right now we almost flipped side to the NL MVP from like say like a year or two ago, you're talking about pitchers being like some of the top guys. Granted, Paul Goldschmidt, Alonzo Machado are hitting 330 this year, which is pretty rare in baseball to actually even hit above 300, let alone have four to five guys that are racing for it. But when you have uh, Verlander at the age of 40 pitching to a sub-2 ERA with, you know, strikeouts galore, wins, and a nice whip, uh, Dylan Cease is actually there too. I want to say that he's got you the know, best, within, uh, the best whip in the league, I believe. Yeah, and within a ten, a point ten ERA, so he's also there too. Plus, like, been out of his mind, yo. If <laughs> and the thing that's hard too when it comes to looking at the Astros with Verlander is that they have guys like Tucker and Bregman and Jordan. But even if they didn't have like a guy like Jordan on their team, you could still make the argument. They would be in first place in that division, or at least racing for it. And a guy like Verlander would be leading oh, yeah. them through that division, so he would make even almost a better candidate for MVP at that point. So to say he's the clear cut when Judge is doing, like you said, historic numbers that'll be talked about from whether you're a Yankee fan or not. To say that Verlander should be, you know, a hundred percent pushed to the side, he's he's at least in the top, you know, five. Five to ten mix, definitely in the top one to two pitchers for AL MVP candidate. And definitely Cy Young. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely Vern Lander versus Cease. That's where I got it. But I mean, absolutely, fifteen straight, fifteen straight outings with what is this? With one run or less until the other night when they faced yep. off, they both gave up three runs. I mean, D- Dylan, man, I-, I just feel bad because we all thought that he was going to have like a top five offense uh, with these White Sox. And I mean, you just look at e- almost every contributor across the board. They haven't gotten it. Like, it's sad. It's sad. The kids should be playing know, 20 mean, wins this year. 
Like, I, I like I I like Dylan Cease, but I mean that there's just no denying Justin Verlander for me. Um, and then in regards, I think he'll get honestly he might get a top five MVP finish because when you when you look at the stats, Verlander has the stats, and then on top of that, you can also say he's he's leading that Astros rotation as well to success. I mean that Astros rotation, there's a lot of questions coming into the year, and they're all balling. Javier, um, he's having a really good season. Uh, you get McCullers back, that's that's more you know of a rally. Um, Garcia, he's he's pitching well as well. Um, and you got Arquiti as just the solid guy that just does his job. Rambo um, Verlander is get enough love too. Yeah, yeah, he's and been solid. Verlander's like it's stupid. He's like how old again? Coming off a of Tommy John surgery, coming out Smooth and doing 50. some historical shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, 39. 39, coming off of Tommy John surgery. It should have been over. His career should have I don't give tough. sympathy awards, though. And here he is. Uh, I mean, but uh, at the same time, like, when I when I look at an MVP argument, it's you got to consider the whole story, which is why I gladly agree with Otani over Guerrero last year because we had never seen that before. This mm-hmm. year, I mean, we've seen it. And why I say judge is because, like, we've seen Otani. Now, you know, what can you – what what can you inspire on your team? And I'm not saying he inspires nothing, but I mean the angel. It's it's like what Ricky says. It's just hard to judge because like the the angels suck really bad, and Shohei is, is really good, but at the same time, Judge is lifting up New York, and then it's it's the same thing. It's like Verlander's lifting up this Astros rotation. So I, I can definitely I definitely agree with you guys. I can I can see him getting some votes. What if you swapped? What if you swapped Shohei for Judge? What team has the better year? Oh, Trout. I mean, the considering Trout is better, still the same Trout he's been this year, Yankees going to have a better team regardless. Well, we we would have to also you know put a lot into consideration when you say that, and that the stress levels are a lot more, um, the pressure is a lot more. We've we've seen Otani at first with his pressure. Um, I'm not gonna say the Angels have a better year because they just wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you saying that Otani is a small market guy who just couldn't, who wouldn't live up to the big city lights? I mean, it was like this is this is what year six for him, year five. I mean, it took him a little bit to get to this point, and four. a lot of that could have had to do with the pressure that he was facing. Someone's I mean, it's injured. really hard to be a catcher or a, a pitcher and a hitter. It's hard to do that and do it really well. Um, and again, but like this year, it's like you just unfortunately have Judge that's just lifting the entire entire Yankees organization. I've honestly never. It's crazy. I've never seen that before. Like for for a team like the Yankees, that it's, that's always stacked, always monstrous, always like up there. It's been a while since we've seen that one person. All right, and we're back. Uh, we lost Ricky for the time being because, you know, Shohei Otani showed up to his house. He was heartbroken. You know, how can I how can I be your favorite player? And, you know, you say, you know, I'm not the MVP. You know, I'm not doing much. You know, all understandable. Uh, so enjoy this nice picture of Ricky in an angel's hat while we, <laughs> while we close this <laughs> So I want to play a similar game like we played last week, how we did real or fake. 
Um, but we're going to call this lucky or no. And we're going to go through five World Series winning teams. So the first first uh, team that we're going to talk about is the 2015 Royals. Uh, I'm going to say not lucky. Or I'm going to say not lucky. They were, they were real. Um, because they... They had the, the youth that brought up, like they had Kane, they had Hosmer, those were all guys that they brought up. Um, they had the best record in the AL, and you know they made a good signing in Morales, who had one of his best seasons. You could say it was his prime season, one of his prime seasons, hit almost 300. Um, I mean, they were the best team in the AL. And I'm going to bounce off of that and say they were lucky. Um, not even just being a Mets fan, but if you actually look at their team, like Hosmer and Kane, Moustakis, and all these players, did they have a great season that year and maybe even the year before or after? Sure. But that was pretty much their peak. They they worked on their peak. They went all the way to the World Series with that peak. But after that, they pretty much dismantled and the guys went back down to the players that they actually are. So with the Royals, I'm definitely going to say they were lucky that year. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm gonna have to agree with Wolf here. I mean, I I think it was a nice little baseball team. Like it it was honestly for me, it was cool to see guys like Johnny Cueto, Alex Rios, especially Alex Rios. I love that guy for no reason at all. Um, Salvador Perez, and the the bullpen was a beauty. The bullpen was fun to watch. Their bullpen, like I don't want to say it carried them through, but their bullpen was definitely huge. And overall, it was nice to see the Mets lose. I mean, it, that was very embarrassing for the Mets. Um, and for what it was, it was a really nice Cinderella, you know, once-in-a-lifetime story. Like, it was like a, you know, like a small market team making it big. And they, honestly, they ran, they, like, their path there was a young Astros team. It was a very, very beat-down Blue Jays team. Because if you guys remember, the Blue Jays were really out for blood that that year. They were... They were, they were dangerous, um, and, you know, they got banged up at the wrong time. And then the Mets were the Mets. They just did their typical Mets thing, and I see this as a World Series that the Mets lost more than the World Series that the Royals won. I don't know, man. The Royals, they were they were number – I'm just saying they had the best record in the AL that year. So they were I, – I would say, you know, that would say that they were the most consistent, but – That was such a weird year, wasn't the it? Were lucky <laughs> I'm not, I would just say, you know, they, to your point, Murphy, I would agree, you know, they did, a lot of those players did over, like, overperform for, you know, what they did in comparison to other years, but, you know, is it luck, or is it, is it a combination of chemistry and, you know, Chris, you know what it is? Getting hot at the right time? That's baseball, Susie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, so the 2019 Nationals. Lucky or no? The Nationals, 2019, definitely, definitely lucky. Let me tell you why. I think, I think you know, the Astros got caught cheating. Caught three year, three months later, they got the they got in trouble for all the the suspensions and everything, right? In January of 2020. So yeah, but that story came out like five days after the Nationals won. I was salty. <laughs> yeah, but like. Think about it this way. You talked earlier about other things being fixed. You know, they didn't include 2019 in that report because they didn't want to diminish, like, what the, the Nationals did. And I'm not trying to say 
well, maybe I am trying to say that the Nationals got lucky because they faced them that year. But I'm just saying, you know, a little fishy how, you know, the Astros, they get the punishment three months after the after the series is over. And, you know, I don't know, just one of those yeah, conspiracies. Yeah, he wasn't losing to the Nationals enough. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, it's kind of, kind of fishy because if, if the reporting said 2017, 2018, but it didn't say 2019. So they just stopped out of the goodness of their hearts. They just stopped cheating that year. Or did they not want to take away from what the Nationals did? Just saying. What do you think, Wolf? That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm undecided on this. But overall, I am going to go with the unlucky. Or, excuse me, I, I am going to go with they were lucky. The reason I say that is because they do have players that actually were good like Soto and Scherzer and uh, uh, and Rendon, but they just didn't have enough to where it was like a powerhouse team compared to other teams in the league, whether it be the Dodgers or the Astros, like you guys mentioned, even the Braves, um, to where it just was one of those teams, once again, that just clicked. While I do think they were better than a team like the Royals, even maybe not as complete overall, but had that more star power, um, I still think they just clicked at the right time because if you looked at their team compared to other teams in the league, it was a matter of hot October baseball, um, which doesn't mean they're not a good team at the time. Like I said, they had good pieces, but just overall, it was just a matter of luck at the right time. And, you know, you guys are going to be surprised when I say this, but I think I'm going in the middle with this where I think it was it was both lucky, but it was also both you know, skill, because if you, if you think about the players, you know, that are there, um, you know, Max and Strasburg and Patrick Corbin being the pitchers, Anibal Sanchez, who, you know, he's decent and in his day, I mean, he was striking people out with a 60 mile per hour curveball in October. I was crazy to see. Um, but you know, I, I, I want to take a step back from being a Nationals fan and just looking at it, you know, for, for what it was at some point you had to expect all that talent to click. I know it was a rough start to, to the year, but, you know, we had a lot of talent. Like that lineup, you know, thinking about a healthy Zimmerman, who, who was pretty good, um, Rendon, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, um, probably missing a couple. Um, but Adam Eaton, he was he's, he's a, was still a solid player at that point. Howie Kendrick hit the hell out of the ball that whole entire year. Um, but then it – you have to think like Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg were finally as advertised. That was my biggest take from, from that playoffs is that those two were finally as, as advertised together in the playoffs. And it was beautiful to see. I think that is exactly like as a nationals fan, that is exactly what we wanted to see that whole entire time of our diet, not dynasty, but that version of, of a team that we had, um, but, you know, I, I say it is also kind of luck because, you know, it, it was just, it was crazy. It was just nuts. Like the Nationals out of nowhere were doing actual good things after years of doing bad things. Um, and it was nice to see the Astros lose. And then, like you said, Chris, the scandal came out after. I, my, my point to that is, like, imagine if the Astros won. <laughs> imagine if the Astros won the World Series and then the scandal came out. <laughs> I would have been pissed. <laughs> oh, man, I would have been so mad. Whew. So to prevent uh, that, the fix is in. 
Hey, it was a Nationals World Series, so fuck it. <laughs> I'll take it. So, to 2009 Yankees, Chris, how do you feel? Um, lucky or not? I would say they weren't lucky. Um, they were they were a real team. Um, you know, they were the best team money could buy that year. And hopefully after this year, we'll say they were... I'm just <laughs> Hopefully after this year we'll be saying that, you know, they were the only team in the last 20 years that won. The Yankees said that is. That's all I'm going to say about the Yankees. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. They were they were a good team that year. I mean, they had great players. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, the rivalry actually I think fueled them a little bit. Um, <laughs> I mean, like you said, hopefully it's the only one they win in the next 20 years. But with, like, the guys they had on that roster that could hit some bombs, granted, maybe there were some steroids sprinkled in. Either way, like, even if those things weren't a part of it, they still were just a powerhouse team that easily could have swept anybody, which they did. So they, they deserved to win the 2009 World Series. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I, I'll just agree with you guys. I, I say real. Um, I just think they had a real fun group of guys. Like they had so many goddamn personalities on that team. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go real. I mean, it, it was really nice to watch Alex Rodriguez get a championship too. Not gonna lie. And you know that win, like that Yankees win, with all again, as Chris said, the best team that money could buy because their payroll was insane that year with all the players that they had. Um, but watching the Yankees win in general, win like that. Like, it just felt like, like, it just, it felt right. It just felt like baseball. Like, it just felt like, it's weird to explain, but it just felt like that should happen. Like, the Yankees should, win, like, win that one in Yankee fashion and have everybody hate them. Um, they didn't have the best pitching, but their pitching got outs when it mattered. So, like, with CC Sabathia and AJ Burnett and Andy Pettis. It's just funny to think about. But uh, what do you what do you what do you think about the 2013 Red Sox? Oh, Chris would be perfect for this one. I mean, I'm gonna say they were lucky. I'm gonna say they were lucky only because Wolfie said a few days ago to me that the only player on that team that is an MLB show is Mike Napoli, and you know he he played well that year. Clay Buckholz, that was his only year he probably, he played well. Um, you know they had kind of I probably most people couldn't guess who was in the bullpen that year um you know Koji was really really good he only lasted a few years where he was that dominant um definitely lucky I'm gonna say you know it was great to see Poppy win that last one before retiring so yeah I would have to say the same thing too pretty much if you actually like look at half of the guys that were on that roster I mean they had some names like Lackey Lester, I guess they were okay. Uh, Jake Peavy was involved. Um, but Daniel Bard, I mean, just not that great. So, uh, Koji, Matt Thornton, uh, Jesus. Uh, actually, David Ross was there. That was actually good. He's going to go down as a Cubs and Sox legend. So, um, no, they, I would say they were, they were lucky. Um, I mean, the Cardinals, too, they haven't actually won that much in the last, like, 20 years, so I'm not even going to, like, use them as a big contender against the Red Sox. But I would just say when you look at their roster up and down, I mean, half of these guys either don't play anymore, and if they do play, they're guys you, don't even, you wouldn't even start. So, like, 
it's actually kind of shocking some of these names on this list, but do I think they were that good? No, I, I would say unlucky. Or, uh, excuse me, lucky. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say lucky as well. It's just a really funny group of guys. Like, when I was looking over this roster, it, it was the same reaction as you guys had. It was just, it, it was a funny roster, but I also remember it was also really fun to see. Like, it was just, it was insane. And now we look at it, and it's more insane. But my biggest point about um, 2013 is that the, the Tigers really let a sh- lot of shit happen in this league. Like, that, that really good Tigers team really let a lot of teams win. And this was this was one of those examples because the the Red Sox had no business beating the Tigers in the series before, but they did because the Tigers choked. I mean, the Red Sox they you know they did have the clutch hitting and the clutch pitching there, but the Tigers let that one go. I mean, I think this year was definitely a year that if I'm a Tigers fan, look back at that one specific year and say, yeah, we probably should have won that one. I mean, because against the Giants, the Giants are the Giants. They they have that winning breed. Um, but this this was that year that I would say the Tigers let this one go, for sure. So I threw I want to throw this <laughs> I want to throw this curveball the 2002 Angels. Oh my gosh, Chris. <laughs> so I was I was a little kid. I didn't really watch baseball much, but I know we looked at this a few days ago. And I'm going to definitely say they were they were very lucky because we were looking at Barry Bonds' stats in the in the series, and it was ridiculous stat line. I want to say, and Wolfie, pull it up to, to, to call me out here or to, to correct me. He was 8 of 17, four home runs. He only struck out three times, and he went to the plate 30 <laughs> times. He batted like 470, and they did not win the World Series. That that was definitely an unlucky year for them. It was definitely a lucky year. Oh, that, yeah. I don't know. And (laughs) – No, because like (laughs) in 2002 in general (laughs) – Yo, this motherfucker Barry Bonds, man. In 2002, he had 46 home runs and 110 RBIs. And, you know, that, that's you know that's just fine and dandy. But he went up to the plate 612 times, and only 403 of those were registered at bats. Jesus. He was walked 198 times and intentionally walked 68 times, which is a good about 33% of all of his bats. Oh, my gosh. He stole nine bases at for the hell of it. Uh, his OPS is one point three eight one. Slugging percentage of seven ninety nine. On base percentage of five eighty two, and his batting average was three seventy. It you know just to give like a hot take with that, I don't even know if they were necessarily lucky, as just like they did actually have good pieces. I mean, they had Garrett Anderson. They have, uh, when David Eckstein was good, Benji Molina, Troy Glaus. Like, they actually had, like, decent bats. Uh, David Erstad, he was there at the time. So while they might have been facing a guy like Barry Bonds, like, overall, they actually had some decent, like, players in there. Um, the one thing that, looking at it, too, once again, uh, Chris, you brought this up. We're all pretty young, so we were pretty young for that as well. 
Um, a lot of their names were, I mean, obviously we recognize someone like John Lackey, uh, but overall, I mean, Troy Percival, obviously, but overall, like looking at a lot of these guys, uh, it's guys that either were towards the end of the career or having career years to where, uh, I mean, like I said, were they still lucky, I guess, facing a team with Barry Bonds? Sure. But they did have pieces that, you know, pushed them along to the World Series. Man, it's lucky because this motherfucker. <laughs> Barry, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Wolfie. Okay. Yeah. Bro, in did, did any of those all that shit that I just said? He was thirty-seven years old. No, like I said, did any of did did any of those guys get banned from baseball? Do you do you know? So we were looking at the stats. Barry Bonds when he got banned from baseball. He was forty three or forty, going on forty four years old. He Just had got walked forty three, and he had got walked the year before a hundred and thirty two times. Oh, dude, no, he's insane. No, I'm saying like they still had to like face other guys. Like even as great as he was, there is still, you know, the pitching aspect coming in. Like, you know, he could hit four whole runs, but if a team could put up seven runs, you know, don't get me wrong, like. I'm not saying they, I even said they were lucky, but not as like, you know, they had pieces to where it's like, oh yeah, these guys were good. I I mean, it'd be like if you put Barry Bonds, it take, all right, swap Barry Bonds and Aaron Judge Do the Yankees become like 30 wins better. A juiced Barry Bonds? I don't know, but they become... A juice they become two hundred walks better. They become sixty-eight intentional. I mean, walks are you better. like right now? If you put him in the lineup, <laughs> are they winning tomorrow night? Juiced or not juiced? juiced. I mean, either way, juiced. are they winning? Like a hundred percent winning. Barry Bonds no other additions to the team. Pitches. Swap him with Judge. Are they winning? You know how scary that is. You know how scary I mean, that is? Barry Bonds is facing pet faster pitches, so that means more home But I'm runs. saying, like, are they winning, yeah, though? Is, is the team how many, how many? How many trip? I want to say that we said that Barry Bonds had, like, All right. nine triples when he was 40. Chris, I'll give you a perfect example right here. Five, <laughs> well, I think that was a thing. Five-game series. I think that was a thing. Five-game series against the Houston Astros. Swap Barry Bonds and Aaron Judge. The Yankees play five games against Houston. Are they winning? They do better. Are they winning? I, Are they winning the series? I mean, you'd have to look I at it. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll say this. How, I, I wouldn't impress times... you guys on it, but just the fact you had to think about that is why I said that. I still think they're lucky, but it's not a be-all or end-all question, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, like pull well, up, pull, pull up the stats of Aaron Judge that and swap them with how Barry Bonds played in the World Series. Well, that's the thing, too, though, that I can't quantify is also we're bringing in the clutch factor. Like, if you put put Barry Bonds and Aaron Judge in the ALDS, or uh, excuse me, CS, and then, you know. Dude, in 2004, this guy got walked 232 times. And got intentionally walked 120. This is at age 39 and 40. Walked and like, like intentionally walked 120 like 40 times. 40 times. <laughs> and then still getting walked 232 times besides that. Having a batting average How of 362. Having the best, OPS, the best OPS of all time at 1422. And still having all the time to hit 45 home runs and 101 RBIs. Steal six bases at 40 just for the fucking hell of it. 
And he only struck out 41 times. I don't times. understand, like, how he got away with that, honestly. Like, that's insane. Like, So, I, I would say yes, because if you look at, I mean, he only struck out 41 times that whole season. So, you, you replace him with Judge. I think, yeah, they definitely win. Yeah, that's a completely different team. Honestly, that's even better than it was. I, I would say they're better. I just because don't know now if you're talking enough about... to change a whole team. That's what I'm saying. It is, and I say it is because if you're putting astronomical numbers like that um, up, which is why you know it really gelled during that one run where they made um, the World Series, and obviously baseball happens. Um, like to your point, Wolfie, um, but you're now talking about guys like you know, Stanton and Glaber and, and guys like that actually getting meatballs or everyone in front of fucking Barry Bonds. Um, they, they get pitched to better and Stanton's now hitting more home runs. Glaber's now hitting more home runs. Anthony Rizzo's now hitting more home runs. Yankee fan, Barry Bonds is going to hit more home runs. <laughs> Jesus. Dude. <laughs> That and honestly, he got he got popped for a female fertility drug. You know how different you have to be. <laughs> I I wouldn't know. <laughs> that guy Barry Bonds is built different. Apparently, man. we gotta we gotta bring like, him on. Bro, he thought his story was that he said, "I thought the steroids were flaxseed oil and arthritis cream." Oh my god. <laughs> That's insane. Like, not only did he do all this shit, he treated it like it was, like, the biggest joke ever. He went to court and said, no, I didn't do it. Dude, he took like, every, like, out he could to try to, like, cover that. And he still to this day, like... But MLB made sure... made MLB made absolutely sure that he didn't get any more history whatsoever. Because absolutely. he was 65 more hits away from 3,000. He was four more RBIs away from 2,000. And he could have easily played in 2008. I mean, at the age of 43, he was still doing wicked things, and he wanted to play. But, like, that article we read, Chris, like, literally, he just one day, like, got told from MLB that he's done. He's done. He was just done. <laughs> finished. Billy, we're, not, we're not letting anybody bring you back. It's just, it's over. <laughs> and then we were looking That's at the... That's just a real harsh ending to his career. But, I mean, I get it, though. I get it for what MLB was standing for and what he kind of did. You know, I think like with the Barry Bonds thing, I do believe he's a Hall of Famer just because of everything we just mentioned. Um, and you can't take that away from the history books. But at the same time, you know, he did cheat to a whole fucking different level. <laughs> and I, I understand why the harsh ending was the harsh ending. I just... He's still... He ripped the league apart, man. That was great. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. I just, I what he did was spectacular. He was a Hall of Famer even before he started taking. But it's just that whole like, I I just wasn't a fan of the fact that like they had to cover it up. Like I just wish the league itself would have been more transparent about it and kind of almost in a way allowed it. But it's just that tainted record of like guys that did it that didn't do it. Just is always going to hold a special place in my heart. And it's just, like, I, I can't, like, I have to separate the two. Like, he was great with the enhancements, but for a guy like Judge that's doing it clean, I find that to be more entertaining. I mean, is Aaron Judge doing it clean? We don't know. I don't no, know. Yeah, um, I mean, but... Let's do Mikey Cycling. 
He might be cycling in the offseason. I mean, he did randomly come to the MLB at age 25 and just hit everything out of the park, I'm just saying. No. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick break after we just fucking went nuts about Mary Vons real quick. Thank you for watching the Built Different podcast. Please follow. Please subscribe. Please like. Please look us up on all the social media platforms. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere. We could definitely use all the support. If you like content like this, like I said, subscribe, follow. We're, we're going to be posting a lot of fire content coming up, and I want you to definitely be a part of it. Thank you for listening. Let's get it. Let's get it.